So Snake Steve, that was a good conversation, but it was a little bit weird that day, huh? A little bit. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, the connection was awful and they kept jumping in and out. And then also you were sick for a good half of it. <laughs> no, I mean, I was sick for all of it, but I, yeah, I, I messed her up some energy. Uh, I mean, kudos to you. I got to tell you though, what it did was it emphasized to me that we are a team because I was having a hard time keeping that going by myself. It doesn't seem like a lot of times you talk a lot, but what you say and when you say it is important. And I was having a hard time kind of keeping that going. Makes a big difference having you there. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, I I really, I I wasn't feeling it. I mean, I'm still not 100%. You know, despite the problems, I think that this episode turned out great, especially the part where we're talking about our approaches to hot sauce. So welcome Steve Kennedy from Steve Snakesuary in Shreveport, Louisiana. Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. And I'm Zach. This is Steve Kennedy from Steve's Snakesuary. How's it going, Steve? Oh, doing awesome, man. Appreciate it, Spike. So a lot of people don't know that we make your hot sauce. We white label six of them, and it's a lot of fun. We've been doing this, what, coming up on five years, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's been a while, man. Wow, yeah, it has. Tell us a little bit about your background with spicy food. Well, as far as the spicy food goes, I think the very first time I ever had the hot sauce was with the Dave's insanity sauce do put some on a toothpick that was my first time ever that was a shock oh i bet yeah especially when the label says that you can clean your driveway with it you know that kind of <laughs> that kind of threw me off <laughs> so um i was always growing up i was always even the salsa the for the chips and stuff in mexican restaurants was always too hot for me which is weird now looking back wow. because it's not even like tomatoes you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah. so growing up even that stuff was was too hot for me but the dave's insanity sauce that really threw me for a loop kind of jumped in the the deep end with that one i let my wife try after we got married we had a store here called the farmer's almanac and they carried a lot of hot sauces. And so I bought the Dave's Insanity sauce and my dad, we affectionately call him Pappy because of our kids. And they had some Pappy's barbecue hot sauce. And so I tried to cook some hamburgers with that and about killed us. <laughs> that was my first time. Like I said, I kind of jumped in the deep end and uh, didn't realize what I was doing. So but that really got me hooked. Um, the next variety I bought was the Zach Wilds hot sauce that was made by Blair. So love Zach Wild, so I bought four different flavors from there. It just kind of exploded, man. I started buying hot sauce left and right. Yeah, everybody has a turning point at some point where they go. I mean, uh, you know, for me, I grew up with spicy food, but then it was never like that next level. My dad would be proud to know that I own a hot sauce company. So, you know, <laughs> it was always here. My mom was Miss Mild and my dad was Mr. Spicy. So, yeah. So um, I should mention that Steve runs Steve's Snakesuary in Shreveport, Louisiana. And what made you decide to ask for us to make your hot sauce? Was it to promote the snakesuary? Uh, not really, man. That's what a lot of people think. And, and we can kind of delve into this a little bit. So I, I keep reptiles. I mainly deal with snakes, but we deal with lizards and stuff too. So at Steve's Snakesuary, we deal with snakes. We rescue snakes in homes and businesses. We do educational presentations with snakes. And since I've been into hot sauce for almost as long as I've really been officially doing the snakes as a business, 
See, in the herpetology community with snake people, venomous snakes are considered hot snakes. And I keep venomous snakes also. So I figured I love hot sauce and I keep hot snakes. So I'll put the two, to, two and two together, hot snakes and hot sauce. And somewhere down the line, man, I, I, it just happenstance, man. I, I, I think it was it was just a divine intervention, I guess. Somehow I found you online and you had mentioned, you know, if you know anybody that, that wants some signature hot sauce made or, you know, custom hot sauce to contact you. And I did. And man, it has been awesome. You've been great, man. We, you know, I remember you sent me several test bottles, you know, and you said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tailor these, these flavors and stuff to what you want. And you kind of had the base going from the very beginning. You, you, you kind of told you what I wanted and we kind of went from there. It wasn't necessarily to promote the business, but I wanted to combine two of the loves that I had. I loved hot sauce and I loved snakes and I didn't see anybody else doing that kind of thing. I was like, man, this is new. This is different. You know, let's, let's do this, man. Yeah. And, uh, and it has just, it has just exploded. Man, it's been awesome ever since we started. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got started with the snakeuary and everything? Yeah, man, I've always been into snakes since I was real little. Um, I've hated it, catch little little rough earth snakes and things like that, the little bitty little bitty brown ones that don't get bigger than a pencil. Hated that, but once I got married, man, my wife was real supportive. She let me buy a little corn snake. One turned to two, two to four, and kept going. And me being a firefighter and advanced DMT, also, I was able to hook up with 911 dispatch somewhere down the line. I hooked up with animal control, and everything with that has kind of exploded. Also, one thing led to another, and ended up turning into a business. I love and seeing so you in your posts where you are driving down the road swigging hot sauce to go on a call <laughs> yeah yeah i try i try to try to do that on on several of my calls man i i I've, I've had a lot of good feedback with that kind of stuff, man. So that's, that's been, that's been awesome. And you, so now you have gone to some of the hot sauce conventions and such too, right? Yeah. We, we, we usually go to the Zest Fest over in Dallas. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet a lot of great people doing that and uh, got to, got to discover a lot of new hot sauces doing like that, that too, man. I like when you, every so often you'll post, Hey, I gave this, this hot sauce that you made to this person or that person and you know it's it's really nice to see that it always makes my day yeah so. man uh, what, what, i can't remember how i worded it something like hot sauce for musicians or something like that so I've, I've got a lot of musicians that have got my hot sauce now too i gotta tell you probably one of my proudest moments was sending you our louisiana sauce and i was really nervous and getting a message not from you from your wife telling me how much she loved it <laughs> i was really nervous i was yeah. so nervous and then i didn't hear anything for a while and she sent me a message and was like, yes. <laughs> I know that you rescue snakes out of people's houses, but I've seen some posts like so that. What's that thing? What happened recently where you had some issues? Do you mind talking about that? Man, that was a, that was a pretty bad deal, man. Officially, I've been in business probably over 20 years. I've never had this big of an issue. There's been times when I've gone on a call and I knew beforehand that there was going to be an issue. So I had a cop go out there and meet me out there. But this time, 911 dispatch called me out. It was probably 40 minutes away. And the lady and her son were on the phone with me when dispatch called me out. And so I figured everything was going to be fine. I get out there. The guy answers the door with a garden hoe in his hand. Figured, okay, he's just scared of snakes or whatever. So he's just trying to defend himself against the snake kind of thing. And so it didn't, didn't bother to me, bother me too much. But as soon as he answered the door, he goes, well, somebody already came and got it or scooted it out the house. I said, dude, you were on the phone with me with dispatch, with 911. They didn't call anybody else out. They called me out. He goes, well, I don't know. Somebody else came and got it. So he goes, we can go across the street and talk to these people and they know about it. And that was a red flag and I didn't listen to it. So I tell everybody all the time, learn from my mistakes. So if you get that little, that little hunch, you, you need yeah. to listen to it. 
Yeah. And, uh, but I went across the street and he's hollering for the people and they're not inside their trailer. They're in the shed thing off to the side and he's hollering for the lady. They came out and they said, yeah, well, the guy had a radio on his side. So maybe he just heard it across, you know, dispatch. And I said, but they only called me directly. They didn't call anybody else. And the lady's trying to argue with me about the snake and I'm trying to be agreeable. And I was just asking questions because I was curious, you know, I said, well, you know, what kind it was, what kind was it? Did you get pictures? They couldn't explain any of that. And so I, I asked the guy, I said, listen, you know, you told me you were going to put mothballs out. And this is something I do on every call. I tell them, look, the mothballs, lime, sulfur, even the snake away stuff doesn't work on snakes. Yeah. And plus it's got a chemical called naphthalene in it, which is a carcinogen. It can actually make people real sick from breathing that stuff in. And he said, well, I don't care what you had to say. I'm going to put that stuff out anyway. And in that call, it went from zero to a hundred right there. And I said, that's fine. And I'm, I'm trying to calm the situation down. I said, man, that's fine. I'm just letting you know. I'm just trying to educate you. And he started cussing me out and yelling at me, telling me to get, get off his property. So as soon as he said that, I turned around, I started walking off. I'm dialing 911 and he's yelling at me, cussing at me. Well, I've got to walk out of these people's yard across the street into his yard where I parked my car. And then he starts yelling at me. No, you stay right there. You stay right there. Starts yelling and cussing at me to stay there, and he's coming after me with go. Oh, so, yeah. So I had to, I, I jetted out of there, and I had to meet the cops at a convenience store way down the road and uh, talk to them and all that. So yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty bad deal. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You do. You, I don't think you ever stop working between being an EMT and doing the work for the sanctuary. You're just busy all the time. So you said you had a couple things you wanted to bring up. What did you want to bring up? Well, I guess we can talk about. You know, I can. You kind of mentioned your your Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And most people here in Louisiana, anyway, when they think of hot sauce, they either think of Tabasco or Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah, like crystal. And yeah, yeah. And that stuff to me is not hot sauce. It's nothing but straight up vinegar. It's, it's a spicy vinegar. I, th I agree. And a lot of people don't understand flavor, especially when it comes to hot sauce. So when I tell people I put hot sauce on, on almost all my food, they're thinking either Tabasco or Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah. They're not thinking of all, hey, there's so many different flavors. There's so many different things that people do with hot sauce, you know? It's just something that I'm trying to break, especially with my sauces. When they find out that I've got a hot sauce through you, and I tell them, well, I've got six different flavors. They're like, six different flavors? What does that mean? They just have that one thing in their mind, you know? And that's something that I'm trying to break. You go to a restaurant, they either have the Louisiana hot sauce or the Tabasco on the table. That's it. And there's no, there's no flavor. There's no variety. You know what I mean? That's why I like the new nuances like i said of the of the flavors because what i'm going to eat is going to determine what what kind of hot sauce i'm going to put on there yeah it, and when i lived in california it was mostly tapatio it was i i make fun of tapatio and and cholula because i think they're the same thing as tabasco now i think the culinary world has kind of crashed in on hot sauce and there's more variety out there here in idaho it's tabasco that's it and uh now with our vandal pepper sauce we're starting to make inroads into that area even with some of the grocery stores here there are some hot sauces that are getting more of a variety, I guess, on their shelves too, but it's still, it's not like it should be. And that's another thing. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that's something else that I, I kind of wanted to talk about too, is that there's still a large gap between hot sauce manufacturers and the common people. Well, I think that manufacturers are getting better about it. At least it's it seems on my end. On the smaller end, uh, we're starting to see more variety. Um, we're also seeing companies like uh, Secret Aardvark that are starting to make inroads into the larger market, which at one point you could only find them in Oregon and now they're all over the damn place which is great you know but it's just a slow process the sauces I get from you I've tried I've, I can get them in local stores no problem yeah 
but it's a big change, you know, because you've got to go through the corporate office. You've got to do this. There's so many. They, they want to have. I, I still look at you and and what you do is is small batch, you know. It's oh, not. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. And because it's not like Tabasco, you know what I mean? You don't have this big, huge manufacturing plant, and you can't send out thousands and thousands of bottles to to Walmart or somebody like that. All that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. we're getting better about being able to do more. Uh, we sent out two thousand bottles to somebody this week, but that's a big undertaking for us. But our processes are being honed. Um, it's you know it's a growing process for anybody. These people have been doing it. You know, Tabasco and uh, all the other bigger companies have been doing that or something like that. So that you know, if Kraft starts making a hot sauce, they've all they have to do is hire all the right people that know how to set everything up and plug them in, and we've got to figure it out. But what are the what are what are the positives and the negatives of a bigger company buying out a smaller company? You'd get more exposure. You would have more people. You'd have more resources. But wouldn't the positives of it kind of change into negatives? Not necessarily. I mean, in some instances, I'm sure yes. Um, it's no different than craft beers, and that's what's happening right now. Is that we're at the very beginning of what craft beers went through, where big companies started buying out small craft beer companies and just taking them on, which. I think turned out pretty good. People have much more variety nationwide. Is it harder for the smaller end? Maybe the people on the smaller end tend to drive innovation uh, as far as not necessarily technical in innovation, like in producing, but I think on, oh, th this idea sounds really good with this, you know? Um, and that's what we're seeing with hot sauce and we'll keep seeing with hot sauce. People are starting to break out with chili crisp now. And, you know, I don't think the, the large companies would have started with that uh, other than in China. So so now we're seeing, seeing that on the smaller end. And then, of course, one of the bigger ones will pick it up. I think a few already have. They see a trend starting to happen and they jump right on it. Well, that's something else I wanted to, to talk about was I kind of mentioned it before about the gap between the hot sauce manufacturers and companies and the normal common people. I don't, I don't really know how to say that. The people that aren't really into it. I don't really know which one came first, but you have the Hot Ones show. And now I'm seeing the surge of these companies having more spicy flavored stuff. You have like all these chip companies and I have a problem with fads. I like yeah. the hot stuff be becoming popular, but I don't want it to be a fad. I see that there's a bigger interest in spicy stuff, but I still see a large gap between hot sauce and normal common people that, that aren't really into it. The way that I looked at it was you have me being into snakes, you have the big breeders who breed all this crazy different high-end weird morphs and things like that. And you still have the normal everyday person who doesn't like snakes, who is not into snakes. They hate snakes. They want to kill everyone they see. Then you have me in the middle. And I'm out here doing all these educational presentations. Thousands of people. We, we got to talk to over the 8,000 people last year. And this year it's pushing 10,000 people about snakes. We're educating them. We're giving them the correct information instead of the rumors that are getting spread. And I've had so many people come up to me and say, hey man, because you, I saw you last year, year before last, and I hated snakes before, but now we bought our first pet snake. You have Isn't that like satisfying? Who, That's so satisfying when that kind of thing happens. Yeah. And so you have, so how do we do that with the hot sauce companies and the everyday people? You well, know, I think it's happening. Uh, Zach and I just doing this podcast with Flavor Balance Heat is is a statement about that because I think Hot Ones is great. It's a great interview show and it created a hot sauce renaissance. It was starting anyway, but really pushed it into hyper mode. It's been going on for like five years. You know, we've seen like this <laughs> trend of super hot, super hot everything. I think now we're seeing it starting to go the other direction where more people are starting to eat 
milder sauces. And that is uh, huge because that saves us, yeah. you know, it, it brings us back around to the flavor. You can still have, so I think Zach's the best at that, where you can get really hot and really good sauce at the same time. I'm more on the milder end. Most of our sauces are mild to medium. I'd say Zach's are more medium to medium hot and even on the hotter end. Uh, but man, still packing a ton of flavor, which is really nice. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about was, was the flavor of it. Most people here think about Tabasco, but a lot of people tell me when I tell them, when I talk about my hot sauces, they say, well, I don't want something that's going to burn my tongue off or I want to be able to taste my food. And they don't understand that you can balance the heat <laughs> with flavor. I, what I'm seeing is is that disconnect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday at our farmer's market, I spend up most of my time. Two people will walk up. This happens all the time. Two people walk up. This is a huge generalization, but a guy and, and his girlfriend, he walks up and says, what's the hottest thing you got? So the first thing I say is, well, we focus on flavor, but I do have some hotter sauces if you'd like. Why don't we try these milder ones first? Because you won't be able to taste those as well if we taste the hot ones first. And then I look at her and I say, again, a generalization because it's not always that way, but I'll look at her and I'll say, are you not a hot sauce person? And they'll often say no. And I'll say, well, I can sell to him all day long. Do you eat any spice? And usually they'll say, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, okay, so there's kind of a thing now where everybody assumes because of hot ones, everybody thinks that their food has to be a challenge and it doesn't. And most of our sauces are probably available to you. Why don't I start you with this? And we have a ketchup. And so I start them with the ketchup and that gives them an in introduction to what we do. And then usually they'll go on from there. And if a person steps out of their comfort zone enough, I, I shouldn't probably say this on here, but I'm going to, and they go a good ways into the sauces when they normally wouldn't, I'll give them a free bottle of hot sauce. Usually our, our big city pizza and say, this is for you. Uh, Thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone. I really appreciate it. I hope you like this. This is one of our mildest sauces. And I think there's a lot more people doing that these days. And there wasn't even three years ago. Um, I get that a lot. I've got the people that come up and say, I just want the super hot stuff because I've got a relative that loves hot sauce and they just want the real hot stuff. Or Yeah, the idiot sauce or on your, on your side. I'm sorry, I called it idiot sauce. It's a polyvalent on your side. Um, that sauce is, I think on hot ones, it would probably be about two thirds of the way, which is my cutoff point. You know, that's not, I don't go any further. I don't know, man. Teacot Masala was number six and that's pretty friggin' hot sauce. I try to explain that to people all the time that heat is subjective. A lot of people think the copperhead, I don't remember what it's called on your normal thing, but the copperhead, let's see, the Carolina red pepper. Had some people think that that's actually hotter than the next three. And I think you and I talked about it and it may be just the black pepper that's in there. Yeah, black but, pepper's weird because yeah. <laughs> we had a lot more in that one. Yeah. Pe I think people are weird. Not not black pepper. People are weird. <laughs> yeah, people are weird. It's true. Yeah. I get it all the time. Hey, this sauce is hotter than this one. I promise you, it's not. It's just not. It's, there's no possible way for that to be. It's one of the reasons why Scoville doesn't really work with hot sauces. Do you get that a lot, Steve? Uh, asking people asking what the Scoville is? Yep, all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. I try to explain it away. Try to dismiss it, I guess, a little bit. But I just tell people now, Scoville works with peppers, not with sauces. Exactly. It's, it's the easiest way to explain it. It's just, uh, I mean, even with peppers, the Scoville scale is, um, I don't want to say subjective, but there is a range, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it could cap out at 2.2 million. 
million or it could be rocking right around 1.4 and that's a huge difference you know what i mean it just depends on the grower the environment of the grow the crop the yeah there's so many variants that go into how hot a pepper actually is and that's why when you look at the scoville scale there's a range from point a to point b well yeah i totally understand with that you can go to different restaurants and ask for jalapenos and you can get some that are just not hot at all and you can get some that are pretty pretty hot i i know for me weird thing i can eat habaneros easier than i can eat serranos that's just a personal thing everybody's different serranos for some reason affect me differently uh i don't know that they are necessarily hotter for me that i don't think that's the case because that's just not true (laughs) yeah they do they burn different and so it affects a different part of my mouth than a habanero does and equal amounts of either will mess with me so steve what's up I got a question for you, and I hate this question, but it's one of Spike's favorite questions. <laughs> and he's usually the one that asks it, but I'm stealing his thunder this week. Yes! <laughs> what is your desert island hot sauce? Meaning you show up on a desert island, a pallet of hot sauce shows up. It's one sauce, one sauce only, but you have unlimited food to pair it with. Okay, it's just one hot sauce, right? Right, and it can't be one of your products or one of Spike's products or one of my products well why do you hate that question so much because it's an impossible question for me to answer i understand i understand if i had to pick one sauce just one sauce it's gonna have to be this one right here the frostbite Frostbite? the reason why that was one of the first ones that was different that i bought when I talked to Vic about it, he said that it's made just to add heat and not to really mess with the flavor too much. And I never thought about this. He said this is one that you can put in if you're making cakes or cupcakes and things like that because it's not going to mess with the flavor right. too much. And so that if I had a desert island hot sauce and I could only pick one, it's going to have to be this one. And All you're right. talking about Vic Klinko, right? Yes. Correct. Who we will eventually get on the show. I don't know why he's being a turd right now. Yeah, Vic, get on the show, please. Yeah, Vic. (laughs) We're calling you out. Yeah, if I could only pick one, it would have to be that one. That's awesome. So, you know what, Zach? I think for you, I'm going to change it from Desert Island. You're going to love this. You're on death row. It's your last meal. You get one sauce. There you go. That's it. So, we know which one yours is. How about you, Zach? (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> what a fucked up question, man. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because death row is a different scenario, man. I'm not eating for survival. I'm eating the last meal I'm ever going to fucking have. You know what I mean? So I'm going to want to burn differently. You know what I mean? I'm going to want pure capsaicin crystals. I think I'm going to want to feel so much fucking pain before I die. <laughs> like, come on. I think it's a good one, though, if you had to ask for a sauce. I actually think it's better than the Desert Island one because it's the last sauce you're ever going to have. Which one do you want? Well, That's all you get. It's going to be something I make. Can't choose my own products, but in that scenario, yeah. Hey, you've been going want- through appeals for five, ten years before you get to that point. You don't make hot sauce anymore. You've just been going through appeals, so now you have to so use So hypothetical. So many semantics. <laughs> so hypothetical. <laughs> The fuck out of here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, you did mention you did just mention something that I wanted to bring up too. You said you wanted to be in so much pain on death row, right? So that's something I think hot sauce manufacturers need to bring up more are the health benefits of peppers. Man, I don't really know how scientific based these facts are, but you know what I mean? And just because these peppers are in hot sauce doesn't mean the hot sauce itself is really all that healthy because a lot of people use 
sugar and some bullshit ingredients. You know what I mean? And in general, I think that there are some negatives too. So that makes it hard because then whenever somebody brings up a positive, some asshole has to come around the corner and bring up the negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like, for instance, you, you find a hot sauce and the first ingredient is brown sugar. Or that's the second ingredient. But according to the nutrition panel, there's still zero calories and less than one gram of sugar per serving. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I personally feel... Um, the nutrition panel on a hot sauce should say more than a, a teaspoon because it gives people a false sense of eating healthier than they really are. If I agree. Makes- That's a really good point. I don't know how you feel about that, Steve, but I don't think that, uh, you know, it, we can't say anything other, at least in most cases, you can't say anything other than a teaspoon as the serving size. The serving size. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like barbecue with salsas, two tablespoons, but hot sauce for some reason is only a teaspoon. So yeah, even if sugar is your number one ingredient, it's not going to register the actual nutrition facts of the amount of sauce that you're consuming. If, if that, you get what yeah. I'm saying? It's mainly just because it's so little. Yeah. Right. Who do you know that puts a teaspoon of hot sauce on any meal? I'm putting oh. at least a quarter of the bottle. So what's that like? <laughs> That's a true. An ounce? I, I don't even know ounces. hot sauce people, like non-hot sauce people that put less than a teaspoon. I mean, I guess if it's really hot, sometimes they will. But for anything that's pretty mild, which is most sauces, they're going to crank it up. So I was putting a tablespoon as a serving size on my, and someone called me out because apparently according to the FDA, it has to be a teaspoon. It's like written, written into the CFRs baffles me. That's frustrating. But yeah, I, I just feel like that serving size gives uh, people a false sense of security when it comes to healthiness and portion size. You know, it, it's the big companies stepping in and making that happen genuinely. So they can say it's low sodium yeah. or low yeah. sugar or when it's really not. I guess that's my hot take for the. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> What's your hot take, Steve? Now he, I, he texted me yesterday. What's a hot take? <laughs> um, the vinegar thing is a big thing for me. I'm, I think hot sauce companies need to use less vinegar. I know there's probably something to it, but well, that's um, how we keep the product shelf stable. So you can't use any less because I, it's weird. The ones that that I've gotten from you, Spike, are not. You don't taste the vinegar. How come so many of them taste like vinegar? So that's because, a funny thing because actually there's a lot of vinegar in those sauces. Like 90% vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the sauces that we make for you. Um, but the difference is, is that I balance it with other flavors. I thought you meant the other hot sauces yeah. contained a lot of vinegar. Our sauces are, I mean, they're vinegar heavy, but we also don't really put water in our products. We get rid of that vinegar flavor too. Yeah. You balance it with sugar. I use sugar. Zach doesn't, but I balance it with sugar. I balance it with fruit juices the heat and balance it with the heat that louisiana sauce we were talking about it's primarily vinegar it's that i did that on purpose because that's what louisiana sauces are and i wanted to honor the structure of what they are and show that you could still have flavor in um, i started out i don't know if you know this but i started out doing cajun creole cooking it was you know low end but i always wondered why do these sauces have all, why are they garbage? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a straight up like that's I know those those are fighting words, but really it, they just they have no flavor compared to all the great things that are in those foods. And it's like mm-hmm. who made these decisions? Because there's so many great things in these foods that should be in here. So I honor I, I the think, cuisine, right? It's just it's when you have somebody like I, I don't know if I'm supposed to call out people. I don't know how much uh, I'd get in trouble for this. That's on you. But and what, if you want me to edit it out, I will. 
That's yeah, you can say whatever you want right now. Things do get edited, and uh-huh. I talk shit about people. So, <laughs> so look, man, I, I, and I understand some people do things like what you mentioned at the very beginning. You asked me if, if I'd contacted you about the sauce just for promotion. And I know some people do things just for promotion. So you have Love Alice Cooper. Love Alice Cooper. And I got his his three hot sauces. They have a little kick to them, but it's straight up vinegar. Steve-O did the same thing. Steve-O sauce is nothing but vinegar. It's got some kick, nothing but vinegar. That's what I'm talking about. When you have a saw and don't, I don't want to taste vinegar. I want flavor. I want the, of course I want the heat, but I want the flavor. <laughs> so people like Alice Cooper and Steve-O, they're obviously not really in the craft sauce business. They are in the merch business. So their goal is to get the best possible product made for as cheaply as possible so they can sell it and make a buck they're they're not really craft makers what's that guy with the offspring doesn't he have a hot sauce i haven't had Um, it uh, yeah uh, dexter holland yeah is his any good gringo bandito i have no idea i've seen it in grocery stores which i've been surprised like i've seen it pretty widely available but i've never bought any it's cheap as shit. I mean, it's like fucking three dollars, dude. So yeah. I mean, it wouldn't kill you to try it if you were that intrigued. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get some for a hot sauce show and tell one of these days. I uh, the reason why I asked if anybody had tried it because it seems like he's at least tried to take it a, a step further and market it outside of the band. The Zach Wild stuff was not like that. Of course, that was made by Blair's, and then that uh, who is David Shankle? I got his stuff. None of those were vinegar. That's what I'm saying. So I. I it just, that that's what throws me off. I don't like that kind of stuff. And I also don't like it when companies just rehash the same thing over and over. I don't want to say it like this, but you've got a limited number of peppers that you can use, but I don't want to go buy a sauce and it tastes exactly like another sauce. I don't want to do that either. What about the different companies making a very, I'm talking, and I'm not talking about, um, I, I don't, two different companies making a sauce that tastes very similar. What about that though? That I, that I have an issue with that too because I've bought several sauces, and I'm like, dude, this tastes like this. This tastes like this. Why? Why not try something? Can you different? think of an example off the top of your head? Because right I now have, the the big thing is taco sauce, and me personally, I feel like a lot of the taco sauces taste the same: cumin, vinegar, you know, some other Mexican spices, and a little bit of heat. They all taste the same. So, like ours, I don't know. Have you had our? Happy Taco, Zach? I don't think I have. I mean, I don't know if you'd like it, but the only difference is with us is that we added tomato and carrot, which obviously made it cost more. But I like that carrot sweetness helped a lot. I know. Hmm. And I think you did too, didn't you? Did you add carrots? Where'd you get that tomato and carrot idea from? Not from you. I I actually (laughs) was coming out with mine and I I got yours and went, I used carrot too. I'm fucking with you. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, we both do this back and forth where we'll start making a sauce. I, I made a, a black coffee mole, and Zach comes out with a black coffee mole. Well, that that Blew was mine not, out of the water. <laughs> that that was not my idea. Brian wanted that mole, and I fucking fought him for like a year on that thing, man. Because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Pain in the ass. It's I just a beautiful didn't sauce, do it. though, dude. You did a great but, uh, job. But going, going back to Steve's question here, what do you have an example of a couple sauces? Man, I was- 
I was trying to look through some of my sauces yesterday, and I no. every habanero sauce tastes the same. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of them taste the same because it does seem like they make the the same basic moves for general habanero sauces. I, I would say that. I mean, I can't name the name two or three, but I can tell you they do all taste like. Uh, oh, that's another habanero sauce. Mango, me, mango, um, habanero. Yeah. Let me. Um, so I've got these two sauces right here. They both have the scotch bonnets and they both have the fatalis, right? But they both use different fruits in them. So they taste different. These are some of my favorites right here. These two are some of my favorites. But why not use, if you're going to use the same peppers, why not try something different? Why not try different fruits or different other things to go with that to make something taste different and not make it the same, even though you're using the same pepper? I think a lot of people do, but I think a lot more don't. There's just a lot of guys. So I don't know, Zach, back me up on this. I think a lot of guys in the hot sauce industry are just like guys that like barbecue and just do what, you know, the same. Say If they were doing barbecue, it'd be all the same stuff. They don't really take a culinary approach. Zach takes a culinary approach. I do. A lot of these people do, but there's a lot more that just think that they're, they're uh, badass in the backyard making hot sauce. Uh, yeah, I don't know about barbecue specifically, but there, there are there are just a lot of people that you know they either have a hot sauce cookbook or look up a recipe online or something along those lines, and they mimic it, they tweak it, they make it their own, and and that's probably why uh, a lot of sauces taste similar. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I personally try to make our sauces not taste like other sauces. Yeah. Are there other sauces out there that are similar? I'm sure there are, but I mean, ultimately my first sauce was a fire roasted tomato and mango hot sauce. And I'm like, I don't feel like I've seen this fucking anywhere. So I'm going to do it. That was one of the best mango sauces I've had yeah, because uh, it doesn't taste like every fucking mango sauce. <laughs> no, it doesn't even really taste like mango. It's more of a yeah. fire roasted tomato yeah. with sweetness from garlic or from the mango and the honey with a little garlic on the finish I agree. yeah I, I don't know i i try to keep it weird i try to keep it interesting so i uh, try with my approach it's either i start out with a completely unique approach or i'll come up with a standard approach and try and add a twist at the end almost like a poem you write a poem it's in stanzas it goes all the way through and then the end always has that that little hook and i try and add that hook like a poem so that you it catches you like oh oh this tastes familiar i like this I, oh what's that oh yeah that's oh. that that's uh, what i like to do um but not always sometimes it's just like hey i've never heard of this let's give this a try um i don't know if you either of you had the um miso habanero we've got but it's got nori in it and that throws people for a loop uh i Personally, did not care for that sauce, but Dana used that entire bottle in like five days. Yeah, I get it's it's a hot and cold sauce. I get people that love it and a lot of people that don't. It's made for ramen. So if you put it in ramen, it has a different effect. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, man. There's sauces dude, There's sauces that I make that I don't really care for. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So have you tried? There are, there are fruits that I have not seen in hot sauce. So is this because people haven't tried it yet or they tried it and decided, oh, that doesn't taste very well? Frost. Such as, I mean, we use dates, mango, pineapple, prickly pear, nectar. Do you have, yeah, do you have a, an example of a fruit? Um, I don't guess, I don't think I've seen any kiwi. Uh, so, Haffs, H A F F S, hot sauce, um, makes killer kiwi. I don't know of any others, but I, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious because 
most you see some of the same uh like you'll see the peaches or the the pineapple you know you see blueberry you see the norm some of the same fruits over and over so do you try to think outside of the box as a somebody who's making hot sauce do you try to think outside of the box and say okay what has not been done and do you start out with a fruit you were talking uh, spike you were talking about the the poem uh, the stanzas do you start out with a fruit or a vegetable and say okay what has let me try something different let's see what complements each other that kind of thing what peppers complement this fruit or how do you go with that so um for me, I start out with a concept. I try and mess with the concept and then I start adding to it. Now, at times I'll add a fruit and then I'll I'll price it and I'll go, oh no, that's that's not gonna fucking work. <laughs> because this is gonna cost so much, I'm not gonna be able to make any money on it. Um, which is I think the reason why you don't see a lot of kiwi and things like that. I am surprised now, I know they're out there, but I am always surprised at the lack of cranberry hot sauces. We've got one. But the lack of them is is always surprising. And I think it's just because it's a time of year thing. We always sell uh, to the point where we stopped selling it all year round, a lot of cranberry during that season, you know, which is coming up here and don't any other time of the year. I was always kind of curious how a hot sauce person, somebody that's making the hot sauce, how they go about, do they, do you start out with the pepper first? Do you start out with other ingredients first? Do you, do you experiment and say what else would fit with Cause we were just talking about the habaneros, you know? So what else could I pair with this pepper to make it different? What else would go with this? Do you experiment that way or how, how do you start with that process? Well, I, I ahead, personally like to start with a name, Ah, build my sauce around the name. Like most of our products were named before they came to, they were actual products. My two favorites are the ghostly prick, which is a ghost pepper prickly pear, and the reaper's fuzzy navel. Fuzzy navel, like the drink, you got peach, orange. However, we also got fire roasted yellow bell peppers and fire roasted carrots in that sauce on top of the peaches and the orange zest with some Carolina reaper, two different kinds of vinegar. You know what I mean? Like, so... I like to come up with a name and then formulate, spin my brain until I have a sauce that I think will work. I've done the same thing. This is great. So I sometimes, it goes different. Let's change it a little bit. Steve, you play music, right? Yes. Do you write music? Yes. How do you write your music? Uh, Start with a little riff or put notes together, put chords together, see what sounds good, and then go from there, build it from there. That's exactly how we make hot sauce. Okay. That's it. It's a riff and then you you change it up. So for me, I will start out and Zach, you're saying that about the name makes me happy because this is similar to me. It's a little different. The name usually comes last for me. Sometimes it comes first, but usually it's last. Just like when you write a song, sometimes the title comes first and you go and you riff off that. So I will go to our artists about half to three quarters of the way through the sauce and ask them to do the art. And oftentimes their art will influence my sauce. The uh, lemon pepper habanero is a perfect example. It was going to be, and we have now a lemon pepper serrano. It was going to be lemon pepper serrano from the outset. And I had uh, Allison Mosshart did the art for us and we were texting uh, or emailing back and forth. And she sent me the queen with the smoke coming out of the ears. And I said, oh, well, I can't do Serrano. It's going to be too mild. So I'm changing it to habanero. I think it's a better sauce. She changed the sauce and made it better through her art. And that kind of thing happens all the time. Oh, that's nice. So there you go. It's just like writing a song or a poem. 
how about we get into some show and tell? Okay. All right. All right. So, Steve, why don't you start off with your show and tell? Uh, I think you already you already showed us a little something. Yeah, I showed I showed you a couple of them. The frostbite, the uh, the cheaper gold, and the devil's gold. I pulled out a couple of them, man. Let's see. Let's go to this one. This one's kind of like a go-to, especially for leftovers for me, like especially leftover chicken. It's, it's not just sriracha, but it's the Texified, the Diamondback. I've never even heard so of that I can, I can. You can only find it in Texas. And huh. I've been to Texas. I don't know how many times I've been to Texas, and I've only found this in certain stores. It's not in every store in Texas either. So this is different than the normal sriracha stuff. Can you read the ingredients? I'm curious what kind of peppers they're using. I don't want to I don't know what makes it different. It says red jalapeno mash. Okay. Uh distilled vinegar, sugar, granulated garlic, xanthan gum, ascorbic acid, sodium benzate, uh potassium sorbate and garlic oil. That's all it's got in it. Say garlic oil? Yeah, garlic oil. I think that's the difference. That and uh, they're using a red jalapeno mash instead of fresh red jalapenos. I don't, and like I said, I can only find it in Texas. So every time I go to Texas, I buy like 10 bottles. Well, and Texas is kind of a, a, a different sort of state when it comes to hot sauce. Who knows where they're, uh, yeah. Zach will tell you. <laughs> uh, so, well, no, all that stuff we were talking about with Matt is kind of new. Uh, ah. Texas has. Cottage law for their certified foods, meaning people who make hot sauce can make hot sauce in their homes. However, no one really regulated this and people would be posting on Facebook cooking out of aluminum crab oil pots in their backyard, bottling hot sauce on their bird shit filled picnic table. Yeah. So I try to stay away from products that are made in Texas because you never know. (laughs) That's the ingredient right there. There it is. It's that aluminum b- crab oil. Uh, <laughs> the, the bird shit. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't mention this next one then, because this one's in Texas. <laughs> parents took us, I don't, they, I don't remember where we were going, but on the way back, we stopped at a barbecue joint. And they had, it's made by Old Gringo Chili Company in Nacogdoches, Texas. And they got three different flavors. This is a it's C, CNC's Smokehouse. This one's the habanero one. These, these are excellent again it's in texas this may be probably at least manufactured in in a commercial kitchen yeah yeah and i bet you it's pretty good cooks are always going to be more creative that's awesome along the barbecue line man i've I've, uh these guys have been great the doc's fusion fusion oh yeah we just we just Uh, did an episode with robert he's a great guy man the dude's a great guy yeah he is Uh, another one of my go-to's is the Hellfire Zombie Snot? You know, it's a Verde, but it's it's got a lot of heat in it, and I love this, especially when I'm eating the the seven layer dip on my chips. I love this stuff. It's got a lot of kick to it. And then another one that's kind of along the same lines is Danielle's Sweet Jalapeno. Um, I think I've tried either of those. The Zombie Snot is by Hellfire. The Danielle sauces. I met them several years ago at the Zest Fest in Texas and Dallas. Okay, so for everybody out there, they're not going to make this sauce anymore, and I think they only have one box left. I ended up buying three of the last four boxes that they had, and I'm I'm very tempted to order the last box. So if anybody out there's wanting it, <laughs> so. You should just order. You should just order the last box, and then when it's no longer on the market, capitalize. There you go. go. Absolutely. But their Danielle sauces, they've got all of their stuff. Even their their habanero stuff, it's got a great sweetness to it. So it's not just the straight up heat either. It's real sweet, and it goes with a lot of stuff. I like to. You can put that on pretty much everything. I also like all the different truff sauces. Love the truff sauces. I think I don't know how many. Well, I quit. See you later. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this part out. No, I'm not. 
<laughs> Zach and I are not fans of the trust sauces. Are you really? <laughs> I actually like them, man. I like them. So. <laughs> I love that Zach. He's gone. <laughs> I haven't had the white one. I don't like the the yeah, black one. Really? Yeah. So have you had, just, the red, had the red one too? Say that again. The red one. Have you had the red one? No, I have. I, I just had the the black one, and I I I was like, uh, it, it just doesn't. It's not my jam. Um, another one that's that's some of my favorites. She's got three different. Three different ones. The purple Pam hot sauce. This is the uh, Toxies Elixir. Can't remember the other two that she's got. She's got. I like all three of hers, but this Toxies Elixir because I, I like Toxic Avenger too. So she, yeah. she made that one after Toxic Avenger. And awesome. uh, yeah, so this one I like this one too because I've actually mixed this one with a lot of other green sauces, and it's excellent when you mix it. Um, another one kind of like I like the magma for people that don't know. You can turn this upside down and it mixes. It's a little different than the frostbite. It's got more flavor in it. So it's not just kind of like a plain heat deal. Um, and then I have not. <laughs> you brought the whole cupboard out. <laughs> yeah. That's all right, man. He's getting That's into awesome. this show and yeah, tell, no, man. I'm fucking loving it. <laughs> I got to. No, I, I got to. I do have to thank James. Oh, it's awesome. Also over at Iburn, he's hooked me up a lot. I know it's just tell me you like you guys, like Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, he hooked me up with uh, this was one of the original Mountain Dew hot sauces. The um, the Joel, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a sports fan, I don't know this dude. It's the hot habanero Mountain Dew flavored one, and then uh, he hooked me up with that. And then I also won the uh, the Baja Blast, the Mountain Dew Baja Blast, uh, from him too. He had a little special deal. This one's excellent. I have not tried the Baja Blast one yet. I don't, I'm kind of scared to open it because it was limited edition, but this one right here is excellent. And then there, there were several companies that I had that I just kind of wanted to give shout out, shout outs to. Uh, of course, we talked about K. John's. I love the Clowns on Fire stuff. Uh, I talked about the Danielle sauces, the Yellow Bird sauces. I love the Yellow Bird sauces. Yeah, I like the Yellow and, Bird sauces. There was a company out of Canada called Meaty Vegan, and uh, I love their stuff. Their stuff is awesome. And uh, But I, I haven't been able to find them anywhere now, so I, I, I guess they're out of business now, but I really like their stuff. Yeah, I think some so. good companies ended up going out of business. Yeah, there's a lot of crappy companies that uh, that don't make their hot sauce right and then there's there was some good companies that went out of business uh during covid and that's sad so th those are some of my favorites man but i've got cabinets full of hot sauce man so i of course i couldn't bring them all out i just had to pick a couple of favorites <laughs> <laughs> i think that was great i love it zach did you bring one uh i'm rocking the palmen acres fermented black garlic Oh yeah, we talked about that one last night, last week, but we haven't seen it on the show. That's great. I haven't tried that one, but I did try the K John's black garlic. Is it similar to that one? No, I I love the K John's black garlic ghost. With all due respect to K John's, obviously, I I do prefer this one because it's a little more well thought out. If that makes sense, it's, it's put together differently well this is what i like so basically on this podcast what we're doing right now we've got zach who's pretty well established in the hot sauce world there's me i'm pretty removed and i know yes by choice zach but it's true i'm more removed both regionally and by choice and then you are in the industry but still a step further out so it gives us a nice dynamic going on. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I'm, there was a Pullman Acre sauce that I didn't get to try. It had the ants in it. There was a SoCal. Well, you can find a bottle, man. I can't find it anywhere. The no, there was he, he so, made one. So caliente. I get you a bottle. So yeah. So there was that one, and then there was the uh, the Nor Nor caliente. caliente. And I can't find those anywhere, man. I'd love to try both of those. I didn't even know they had one with ants in it. I'm gonna. 
I want one of those. Yeah, I can't yeah. find them anywhere. We'll talk to Tim. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my turn. So we talked about this one, and I've eaten the fuck out of it the last week. I meant to try and keep it full and zach i know you're not happy about the, all the taco sauces but it's the original taco cat i ordered this from them uh i've never had it so i have no idea it's it is a traditional taco sauce i've been pouring it all over chips sitting here doing editing for the podcast and just eating one chip after another and like while i'm going along it's ridiculous it's it's a delicious taco sauce it's like not like any twists on anything it is just straight up but it's good you know everything tastes very fresh it's it's just a solid sauce i got two others of theirs i might as well bring those out the retro jalapeno a little too sweet for me uh really good uh everything tastes very fresh a little thin for me and a little little on the sweets uh and same with the rock and rasta really good flavors but again i feel like it's just slightly a little out of balance for me um but a lot of people like that sweetness man they put it on their food and it adds a lot to the food so i have not had it on food yet and that's a big uh, disclaimer because once you have it on food it changes everything yeah no man i don't hate on taco sauces if you do something different you know what i mean yeah well this one is straight up taco sauce like there is nothing out of the ordinary so it's gonna have all those same things in it that you were talking about but they just did a good job with them all that's what i like about it i'm so believe it or not you know because we use cumin in quite a few of our sauces i am actually cumin sensitive my wife is she doesn't like too much cumin i do i like it i like i don't want to say an over I, i don't like a lot like you you like our green sauce it's got cumin in it but it doesn't have too much yeah. Steve uses the same green sauce, but it's water moccasin, right? Yep, that's yeah. right. The well, the green habanero or no, his is the serrano. Yeah, that no. is the different. But it's the original green that I I sent to you way back when. Yeah, I love that sauce. This is uh this is one of the favorites with everybody. They love that one. That I one and the which the chipotle and blood orange, the uh the cane break. They love that one too. So those are the those are people's two favorites, I guess. They're uh poured all over everything sauces. I got kind of a weird question. Sure. So um there are some, you know, me being a musician, there are some bands that are great live, but they have crappy albums, and there's some that have really good albums and they're crappy live. Have you tried a hot sauce that tastes great by itself, and you go to put it on certain foods and it tastes bad, or is there a hot sauce that tastes bad with food, but it tastes great by itself? Is that not one that's coming to mind, really? Uh, probably Pico Pica by itself. It is disgustingly <laughs> salty. <laughs> But if you put if you put it on something or cook with it, I'm sure it's delicious. Pico Pico is one of so it's when I <laughs> it's in the Cholula Tapatio realm, uh, but it's just a little. It's a step better. It's got more stuff in it, uh, a little more body to it, and so it's what I grew up in. Zach, I'd have Tapatio, bro. Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like tapat- or I like pico pico. Um, I can eat tapatio and cholula. It's just there's nothing special about them at all. Uh, they're just very watery sauces. They taste all right in a taco. That's a good example, actually. Taste them straight. They they taste awful, but put them in a taco and it's pretty good. Put them in taco meat. Yeah. Cholula. You want to know what my experience with Cholula was? Late night Denny's in Sedona, Arizona. Oh, yeah. What are the same thing? moons over my hammy minus the hammy and add hash browns to my sandwich and then i would drown that in cholula yeah 
I got rid of the ham because it was too much salt. There you go. Yes, Zach, you're also pretty salt salt sensitive too, yeah. but I can understand the ham can be a little bit much. So, yeah. well, uh, do you have any other questions? No, man. I, I think that's it, man. I think I covered everything. I, this uh, has been a blast. I had, I had, uh, yeah, I had pages of notes, man. So. <laughs> Awesome. Let me do the official end of this real quick. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Awesome. That's, all. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you, you could have done that without us. I know it's true. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it. I'll probably just put this in. Thank you. We really appreciate having you. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, man. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces, High Desert Sauce Co., and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This is a Spike Mine Media Production.